Hey, school counselor friends. Are you looking to take your counseling program to the next level? Well, we have some exciting news for you. The Perks School Counselor Content Club membership. And guess what? For a limited time only, you can get half off our yearly membership or even try us for a special $99 six-month deal. But hurry, this is our Black Friday deal and it's only good until November 29th. So what exactly do you get with the Perks School Counselor Content Club membership anyway? Well, let me tell you, you get instant access to all of the Perks. That means you'll have access to the full library of lessons, groups, individual curriculum, games, decor, and everyday resources too. It's like having a treasure trove of counseling materials right at your fingertips. But that's not all because Perks membership also offers professional development that can earn you college credit. Yes, you heard me right. You'll be able to enhance your skills while earning credits towards professional growth. And here's an extra treat for you and your students, bonus seasonal resources that they'll absolutely love. It's the perfect way to keep your counseling sessions fresh and engaging throughout the year. But the best part, the Perk School Counselor Content Club membership gives you the freedom to really enjoy your job. No more spending countless hours planning lessons, groups, and individual counseling sessions. With the perks, you'll have everything you need to work smarter and not harder. So why wait? Take advantage of this Black Friday deal now and get your instant access to all our lesson plans, groups, and tier three resources. Plus the templates you need for building your counseling systems, access to our private Facebook community, live webinars, and questions and answers with me and Brandy, as well as all the downloadable materials that you can use right away. So don't miss out on this opportunity to elevate your counseling program. Once again, it's half off our yearly membership or a special $99 six month membership. But remember, this offer is only valid until November 29th. So visit our website today or check the show notes and join the perks. Your students deserve the best and so do you. You're listening to the Counselor Chat Podcast, a show for school counselors looking for easy to implement strategies, how-to tips, collaboration, and a little spark of joy. I'm Carol Miller, your host. I'm a full-time school counselor and the face behind Counseling Essentials. I'm all about creating simplified systems, data-driven practices, and using creative approaches to engage students. If you're looking for a little inspiration to help you make a big impact on student growth and success, you're in the right place because we're better together. Ready to chat? Let's dive in. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Counselor Chat. I'm so happy that you're here with us today. We have a guest today, and I'm really excited about this. So joining us today, we have Dr. Sandy, who is also part of Oceanic Yoga and Wellness. So if you follow her online, you might know her from Oceanic Yoga and Wellness. But Dr. Sandy is a counselor, educator, and a director with the Sacred Heart University, which is in Connecticut. And Sandy's going to talk to us a little bit today about some stuff. I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to let um, Sandy kind of tell us all about that. So Sandy, are you ready? Are you there? Yes, I am. I am. I'm excited to be here. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to kind of be able to talk about something that I feel like I could talk about for forever. And it's a topic that I think 
uh, many school counselors can resonate with. Um, we know we know the importance. We've learned this in our training programs about the importance of wellness. Uh, but I, but at the same time that we do know about it, I think it's something that's much easier said than it is actually done or implemented. And so uh, with that, I'm excited to talk about like, how do you bring accountability to your own wellness as a counselor, as the many identities and hats that we wear? Um, I, I like to use the, this, I like a lot of metaphors uh, when I am teaching uh, school counselors and training and lots of kind of catchphrases, but what's personal is professional and what's professional is personal. And we can't oh, like separate those. Yeah, we, we can't separate those out so much. Um, so we really do need to think about how are we bringing accountability to our own wellness? And so, yeah, I have, I have lots of ideas um, just on this idea. And so maybe I'll even kind of pose a question here that I know I hear from a lot of school counselors. um, And that is, how do you actually show up for yourself in supporting your own wellness? Ooh, that's such a great question. I love that. Oh, tell us your answer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's a million dollar question that has like a million million dollar answer. Well, you know, I I think as counselors, I'm going to use a typical counselor answer here and say, it depends. It really does depend on who you are in your personal life and who you are in your professional life. But I would start with saying that, um, I can't help but think of Brene Brown here. And, you know, she would say we're wired for connection and, that is true. We are wired for connection. And so how can we use that to our advantage when it comes to our wellness? If we are connected with others, we are more likely to be able to support our own wellness. And so when we think of connection, I also think of commitment too. We can commit much easier, maybe even better when it's with others around us. And so how, that's something to think about. How do you genuinely commit to your wellness? It's more likely to happen when you have connection, whether that's connection with other human beings or even just connection to the purpose and the value of what it is that you are doing. When, you know, as I think about this, and again, I could talk about wellness all day long, every day, because it's something that is uh, important to sustain ourselves. It's also important to sustain the really important work uh, that school counselors do. And, And you all that are listening, you know this, we cannot serve others if we aren't also serving and investing in ourselves as well. And so when I think about what that can look like and kind of that million dollar question, uh, you know, maybe me being the academic that I am and the fact that I love to learn, um, there's actually an evidence-based model of wellness that was developed for counselors by counselors. Uh, And that model is called the indivisible self. And this model really focuses on a handful of different categories or buckets. And so I thought we could, uh, you know, quickly talk about those. And again, we could talk in much greater depth about this, but I think it's really important to think about these five uh, buckets or these five elements of this model of wellness. And so that first, again, bucket, I guess we could say is creative. 
And so when we think of create the creative element within all of us, this can be things like the energy that you bring, the confidence that you bring, feeling satisfied, having fun and being creative. But it can also be things like feeling a sense of control or feeling appreciation for the work that you are doing or the efforts that you put in. And so for me, I can think when I was a middle school counselor. Shout out to middle school counselors because we're a rare breed and and I love middle school. Um, And I know many people out there love middle school or you really don't love middle school. There's not usually much in between. Um, When I think about this aspect of my wellness and, and and tapping into that creative Uh, element for myself. I think back to a middle school that I worked at where the assistant principal and I started the very same day at this new middle school. And one of the things that him and I put into place was that we had a standing meeting on Fridays at 9 a.m. And it was just a, a informal or casual walk and talk outdoors. And this really allowed me to, one, feel supported by my administration, but it also allowed me to be physically active and know that that was there. I knew that I was going to have some physical activity come Friday at 9 a.m. And then, of course, me being the outdoorsy person that I am, I love the sun. I could also get some vitamin D, which is going to really help me feel physically and emotionally better. And so, because of my involvement with someone else and that commitment, I also had increased accountability for it. So it really worked hand in hand. Like how I felt creative was when I was feeling appreciated for what I was doing and and feeling supported in that. And it was also really multifaceted and that it involved connection and commitment with others. And that gave me better accountability. And of course, you know, I'm kind of like a plant. So I need some UV therapy. I need some sunlight to feel good. And so, you know, that was built into my weekly schedule. That was a part of what I did. And it really, you know, filled my cup up. I absolutely, I'm going to just jump in here for a moment because I absolutely love that. And I can relate too, because I know when I was a middle school counselor, we, and when I say we, we had like a mental health team. So it was myself, we had a um, two part-time school social workers, uh, a part-time school psychologist. We shared her with the, the high school as well as our principal and myself. And we would meet every Friday as well for like a good chunk of the morning. Now, of course, I'm in upstate New York. So in the middle of the winter, we are not going outside. No (laughs) way, no how. But boy, I love how you were saying that you guys took a walk outside. Like that would have been just an extra like mm, to the meeting. But we don't have those meetings. Like I'm in an elementary building now and we don't have those meetings. And I really miss them. I like, I crave for that. Like, connectedness. So yeah, yeah, I agree. So, so important. Yeah. And really when you can feel that sense of connection or appreciation, that can actually help cultivate your creativity as well. And I really think that's one of the, one of the many beautiful things about being a school counselor, like being a school counselor offers you so much opportunity to be creative in the work that you're doing. Mm 
Yeah, because we're we're not meant to be in a bubble. We're meant to be around people. So yeah. you're right. Yeah. And, you know, depending upon what level you're working at, of course, that can look different. I know that during my time uh, of being a school counselor, I was often flying solo. And I'm sure that many of you that are listening to this can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, My hand is up. I know you can't see me because we're on a call, but my hand is up because I was a sole counselor for a long time. So I got it. Yeah, it is. It is a different experience when you think about feeling connection and feeling, um, you know, even just being able to feel like what you're doing is important or even that you have some control over it. Um, So, yeah, so definitely that first bucket of creative is important for our wellness. And this kind of leads us into the, the second area of the model, and that is social. And so when we think about social, it's really thinking about mentors that you have in your life, friendships, networking, even, you know, even study groups or different types of social groups that you may have. Uh, And so kind of a, a really important question is really thinking to yourself and reflecting on how are you investing or nurturing your relationships? And that can be, again, both professional relationships and personal relationships. And when we think about the social aspect and how this is such an important part of our wellness, uh, you know, I I like to challenge people. A lot of times people will say it's about being by like-minded folks. And I would say maybe it's more so of surrounding yourself with wellness-minded folks. It's not just about... And those that are like us, because we learn from others, we learn from those who are different from us. So let's go with wellness minded instead of like minded. Oh, I love that. I love that little twist to it. Yeah. Uh, And when we think about, again, kind of how this fills our bucket, if you will, and and promotes our own wellness, when we think about social, it's really thinking about, again, that piece of how are you investing or nurturing relationships. And so, you know, there's really simple things that we can all do. If we think of a personal friendship, something that I like to do is I'll randomly send a photo to a friend that shows that I think that I'm thinking of them or something reminding me of them that I interacted with in my life. And that's a way of feeling connected and really investing or nurturing that, that social friendship or relationship that I have. Right. And then we can also think about that on, on more of the professional side as well. When I think of the, the social element of this model, I also think of things that are really near and dear and important to me, and that is supervision and consultation. And so, especially for those uh, who are listening, as you think about what I said earlier, that solo, being that solo counselor, you need to be able to have others that you can consult with and others that can provide you supervision, especially when you're an early career counselor. Um, That is just such an important piece um, of supervision, which, of course, I could talk about that for forever, but we won't get on that tangent about (laughs) supervision and how important that is. Right. And I think that that supervision and consultation, I think that also tends to help drive that creation part, that creative part that you were talking about earlier, because sometimes it's like, 
you know, they get the idea started or sparked in us. Like, Hey, did you think about doing it like this? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely, they work hand in hand very well Mm -hmm. um, between, you know, between that creative side and that social side. Um, And then from there, as we think about the other elements of the model, as we kind of move through this, there's also the physical self. Um, and this is often, I think, where a lot of people's minds and their thoughts really go towards when you think of wellness. They think of that physical side of their wellness. And so are they going to the gym? Do they have that physical activity or exercise? And that's definitely an important part of your wellness uh, is how are you taking care of yourself physically? But it can also be other aspects too. So, you know, we could say, oh, you need to eat healthy. Well, that's going to mean different things for different people, but I would encourage encourage you to think about that even further and think about how can you have a healthy relationship with food? It's not just about the foods that you're eating, but what about that healthy relationship with food? And so that kind of changes the narrative a little bit when we think about it like that, but that's just as important for your, your physical wellness or your physical well-being. Yeah. So. Sandy, are you saying I should not be thinking about that Reese's Pieces Sunday tonight or it's okay to, <laughs> it's okay I, to I would, Yeah, yeah. I would say, think about the relationship with the food. <laughs> is it something that you're using as a coping strategy? You know, is it something that you're using as a reward? That's not necessarily a bad thing either. And so. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it's a reward. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I can absolutely think of, especially certain times of the school year, we, as school counselors, we know there's an ebb and flow to the school year. And so that might even be that reward at the end of the day. Like you have finished a really difficult ongoing task at the end of this week. And so that's kind of the motivation is I can make it till Friday at 530. And I am envisioning that bowl of ice cream when I get home. Also, I would say with the physical side, we can be thinking about other aspects. Again, it's kind of typical that we think about exercise and nutrition, but other things that are really related to tapping into that physical wellness and well-being is thinking about things like When's the last time that you took your vitals and know what your blood pressure and your weight and your cholesterol are? Um, that's a part of, of our physical well-being. And something I, I strongly promote um, for oh so many reasons, um, but that I really enjoy myself is I actually regularly attend an IV hydration spa. And so one of the things that I love about that is I walk into a space that really feels like a community. There are licensed nurses that are there and they're there to welcome me, which always feels wonderful, ask how I'm doing and really take care of me on that physical side. And so I get my vitals taken by the nurses every time I go to the IV spot. They are there to listen to what my symptoms are. How am I feeling? What are my goals? And then I'm there to take an hour long power nap, 
go on a nice little vacation and then get my body pumped full of vitamins and supplements and really nourish my physical well-being. And so that's something I've come to really enjoy is that that's really me time. And it's me time that really is investing and taking care of my physical self and really even my emotional self too. Like there's no other technology. I'm taking a nice power nap in a massage chair and just letting it be about me. I think of my own (laughs) wellness. I think I'm pretty good with like the social and the professional and the creative, but I am not real good with the physical sometimes. And I know that's an area that I have to focus a little bit more on. Luckily, my husband like hounds me a bit. So (laughs) he's my support system. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such an important part of one's wellness across kind of all of these categories that we're talking about is, again, having that connection and support helps in your own accountability too. So for some people, some of you that are listening are going to say, I got the physical down, but some of these other aspects, yeah, not so much, or I I could use some support in these areas. And so it really is going to vary uh, for each person. As you're listening to this, there might be one category that really resonates with you. And you're like, yes, I do do these things. And then there might be another category that's, yeah, that's definitely an area that I can make some improvements in. So without kind of taking it from a judgment standpoint, really approach your wellness for more of kind of taking inventory, taking inventory of where you're at and where you want to invest more or less of rather than the the presence of it. It's, you know, kind of to what extent. So thinking beyond the physical We can then move into the next area, um, which is coping. And so when we think about our coping selves, this is where we're thinking about things such as stress management, your own counseling services you might be seeking out, leisure and relaxation. And then also things like part of coping is having realistic goals for what you're doing. And so I I would probably, I don't like to make assumptions, but I probably go out on the limb here and say that many of you that are listening right now might have some struggle with this area of coping. Uh, We, our jobs, our daily lives are full of opportunities that we need to learn how to cope a little bit better. And so this can be things like hobbies that you have, whether it's having a hobby that is individual because that fills your cup, or if it's something that's group oriented, could be things from scrapbooking to solo travel, um, because that brings you relaxation. It can be yoga or attending a sound bath. These can all be things that are helping your stress management, but can also be leisure activities. Myself, I love to go for a beach walk. I actually did that this morning. My husband and I got up early check the weather to make sure it wasn't raining. And we took a beach walk. And that was not only physically good for our wellness, but it was helping in our stress management and coping, but then also tapped into that social side and and nurturing that relationship of our marriage too. Right. So I love that. You know, I know when I was growing up, my mom used to always say, there are three parts of life. You 
you know, that you have to do on a daily basis. And that is the first thing is that you need to do something that's going to give you money. You need something. So wealth. So you need something for, to keep you, make you wealthy, something to keep you healthy and something to make you happy, which is just that, I think that coping thing, like the thing that yeah. you're going to enjoy and do and just love. So yeah, yeah it just absolutely. reminded me of my mom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I love that. that. That connects that human connection piece is there. Um, you know, something I would also encourage as as all of you are listening to this is when you think about coping, coping is an important part of life too. And sometimes we don't always cope in healthy ways either. So we want to make sure that we're talking about, you know, how is it that we're coping with the daily life stressors and just the professionally and then also personally. But a really great thing to consider is, yes, we are we are school counselors, but we ourselves can also benefit from counseling. And so seeking your own counseling services is definitely tapping into this part, our coping selves. And then last thing I would say just on, on this uh, aspect too is thinking about realistic goals. And so part of how we can cope with the many, many demands in our personal and our professional lives is also having realistic goals and realistic expectations. And so with that comes the importance of boundary setting. And those that have heard me speak before know I like to say that boundaries are not a four-letter word. In fact, boundaries are something that we need to embrace And one of the greatest, I don't want to say greatest, one of the easiest ways to help in your boundary setting is to be thinking about the following phrase, at what cost? At what cost am I willing to say yes to something? Or at what cost am I willing to say no to something? And this can be an approach to really help you with your boundary setting and being realistic in your goals and in your intentions with things. So I do that myself of thinking, okay, before I say yes, because I do like to say yes to things and I like to keep busy and I like to be very involved and feel productive. I also need to think about at what cost is it if I say yes to this next request of me? At what cost is that? Is it to my wellness? Is it to my relationships? Um, Is it at a benefit to something or at a cost? And in what ways? And so that can be really helpful to think about. Part of your coping is having realistic ideas and then being able to boundary set appropriately. Yeah, I I love how you said that. At what cost? Um, I think that's such an important question to ask. You know, I'm just thinking back to so many things that I see in the Facebook groups that mm-hmm. you know the counselor Facebook groups where the, the counselors are like, I am like, I am burnt out. I am like doing it all. I can't add any more to my plate. And I just keep thinking like, are you using your planner and are you keeping some white space in it? Yeah, because, you know, at what, this is the question they should be asking, like, at what cost is doing everything that you're trying to do? Like, it's impossible. There's just too much. So what can you take off? What is one thing that you can say, "Mm, I'm going to leave it white there. I'm not going to fill that space in the calendar. Yes. I well, and, And you bring up a couple of things that are really important with this too, is 
a calendar. <laughs> if you don't have a calendar, I guarantee you that this is going to help your wellness. Um, maintaining a calendar, both professionally, but also personally for yourself. That's a part of boundary setting is if you're not aware of your time, you can't protect it either. And so absolutely, there were days when I was stretched very thin as a school counselor. I worked three days at a middle school, two days at a K-8 school. I had a caseload of more than 1,300 students, very, you know, not optimal working mm-hmm. conditions. Um, and that was such an important piece was having a calendar to then have boundaries and being able to say, so when I'm here on this campus, here's what I need to prioritize. Here's what I need to value um, in my time of being on this campus. And that there's no way that would have happened without a calendar um, to then be able to set those boundaries. But then I also, even within that less than stellar, less than optimal work situation, I also in my calendar, once per quarter, I would put MH day and put that in the calendar from, you know, 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And I would block it out. And that was a mental health day for me. And so I would put those in my calendar on a quarterly basis and I would protect that time. It also was really great when I was feeling burnt out and stressed out that it gave me something to look forward to okay, I can make it two more days. I know, high five to myself. I scheduled this mental health day and I haven't obligated myself to anything. That is important too. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, we are given days for a reason and you might not want to use them all, but you can definitely use some of your days. It's okay. You need to do that. And, and I would I definitely, I would encourage everyone to think about the days that you have. I, I can still think back to my first couple of years of being a school counselor. And at the time, I prided myself, uh, not in a good way, but at the time, I prided myself on the fact that I didn't take any of my sick days. I didn't take any of those days that I had. And I was like, I'm committed. And that wasn't a very well perspective to have. Um, and of course, now I have since changed that, um, but that is, that is important. Those days are there for a reason. And yes, probably don't want to you know fly through all of them by October of the school year, but having those for yourself and utilizing them, that's a benefit and, and you've earned those days. So you also get the autonomy to decide what you do with them too. Right, exactly. And just you know, to throw this in there too, for our, our listeners, I was at the same district for 20 years and towards the end, like I just knew it was time for me to like move on, do something different because I was feeling the stress and the burnout and the workload just like going up and up and up and up and up. And when I, and I really never took a sick day unless like I took some time off when I had children and um, I had uh, pneumonia one year. So I took some days mm. off for that. But other than that, I didn't take any time ever off. And I left there with like 350 or so Ooh, days wow. accumulated. And wow. I'm like, I just gave it all back to them because, you know, I can transfer it to another school. But I just kept thinking when I, when I left there, like how silly of, was that of me to like, 
not have taken some of them. Like I could have had some of that time and maybe I would be in a better place if I had done that. So Um, I think it's so important. Yeah. And you know, this, this kind of leads us into thinking about this last area um, of this, this wellness model. And that is your essential self. So when you think of you know, when you think of your essential self, it's kind of like the core pieces of you and who you are and what you're about. And so your essential self is really looking at things like the meaning and the purpose and the values uh, that are a part of who you are. It can be your spiritual or religious practice. It can be, um, you know, the compassion that you have for essentially who you are can also be your you know, how do you have support for uh, your gender and your culture? All of this is essential to who you are. And so I want to share with everyone a phrase that I think can be really helpful as you think about your essential wellness. And that is a very simple phrase of being able to recognize and say, I am human. I am human. I have meaning and I have purpose and that's going to be individual for each of us. But essentially, what is essential to who I am? I am human. I have emotions. I have motivations. I have meaning and purpose. And sometimes where that burnout comes in, especially for us as school counselors, we can have that compassion fatigue as well, is how do we return to that idea of the fact that I am human? And maybe I've lost sight if you're feeling burnout. Maybe you've lost sight of your meaning or your purpose or your values or your motivation. And maybe that's where you can pour more more into yourself as your essential self. And that can help in your wellness, which can help in your perspectives, uh, both personally and professionally. It just kills me when I look at the Facebook groups and I see all these people who are so stressed and burnout and ready to like flock, like flock Um, out of uh, the profession. And uh, oh, we just need to like maybe switch some things up or maybe we have to try things a different way. Uh, You you know, it it just kills me. It breaks my heart. So, Oh, I see that that too. Yes. And then every, every time I read one and one of those comments or posts on the Facebook group, this is what, this is what rings in my head as I'm thinking, let's talk about these five aspects of a wellness model here. And you know, what, what can we do? And sometimes Sometimes it is about having a, a change of pace, change your setting, you know, change to a different school or change level, um, but also be doing things that make you do things differently too. So investing in yourself, taking advantage of benefits or opportunities that you have. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that we take ourselves with us wherever we go. Well, yes. That is so true. And I was like thinking we must have been like connecting mind waves because I was right (laughs) there with you. It doesn't matter. Like if you don't try these things first to get it all, to get it together, to reduce your stress and anxiety and um, the nervousness that you might feel or that apprehension of like, am I really doing my best job or am I organized enough or whatever those doubts, those self-doubts that if we don't address those things first, it doesn't matter where you go. Yes. 
you're yeah. going to be carrying, you're right. We're going to be carrying that ourselves and our biggest hangups. We're bringing it with us. So we have to address that stuff. We have to address us first. You are so right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, as, as we come to kind of the end of our time together, I would encourage everyone that's listening to, to think of these two questions. I don't, in a way they're kind of rhetorical, but they're also questions that are, are excellent for your reflection. And so that first question is what, what is maybe one or two steps that you can take immediately steps that you can take right now to bring greater accountability to your wellness. And then question two would be, Okay, so then what are one or two steps that maybe would take a little bit more time and effort to implement, but that you can start on that road that maybe are more long term things, because there's absolutely things that we can do immediately to bring greater accountability to our wellness. And then there's things that maybe take a little bit more concerted effort or time or resources. So I will kind of leave everyone with with those two questions for reflection. Oh, great. That is wonderful. And what I will try to do for our listeners is I will try to write them down and add them to the show notes so that they have them. So if they're listening and they're like, oh, I really wanted to, you know, answer them, but I needed more time to think about them, they'll they'll be in the show notes. Beautiful. Beautiful. And the last thing I will leave with is uh, if anyone has received an email from me, this will resonate with you. But I leave every email and every phone call and online meeting that I have the same way. And it's with wellness in mind. I end everything with saying, take care and remember to breathe. And so that's how I'll leave all of you today. Oh, thank you so much. Sandy, Dr. Sandy, this was just awesome. I hope that for our counselors that were listening, they really gained a lot of just stuff. You know, this is just so filled with so much good information that to really prioritize ourselves and the whole take accountability is just so wonderful. Um, For our listeners too, I'm just going to put a little plug in. If Dr. Sandy is going to be one of our presenters at our summer counselor conference and her session is bringing accountability to your own wellness And it's all about the strategies for bringing wellness to really the forefront of of what you do. So, Sandy, this is going to be great. I feel like we are connected. We are like soulmates on this. So I am am really looking forward to your session. And I I hope um, everyone comes to it because I think it's such valuable stuff. We so often don't prioritize ourselves. And it's important that we do so. Uh, before like we hang up and we say goodbye, would you, you know, share with our, our people, our, our listeners, our counselors here, how they can like connect with you or get in touch with you or, you know, yeah. online or whatever. Absolutely. Yes. I would love to hear from you. I am on social media. My business name is Oceanic Yoga and Wellness. And if you search on Facebook or Instagram, you can easily find me by searching for Beach Meets Wellness. So I am all about how can you live an ocean-inspired lifestyle and cultivate the wellness that you want. 
So beach meets wellness. I love that. I don't live anywhere near a beach, but I'm going to pretend that I do. And yeah, all the time we can bring in the, the beach smelling candles and the sounds of the ocean, no matter where you live. There you go. There you go. Now, I also know that you have a Facebook group because I'm a part of that. Do you want to put a little plug in for that as well? Yes. So I run a Facebook group that is focused on you, school counselors, and your wellness. And that Facebook group is called the School Counselor Sanctuary. And so it is just that. It is a sanctuary for people to discuss wellness, ask questions. Um, I will be talking pretty soon about something really exciting. Um, And the first people that will get to hear about it are those that are in the School Counselor Sanctuary. I'm excited that next summer, 2024, I will be hosting a rest and restore retreat specifically for counselors and educators at an all-inclusive five-star resort in the Dominican Republic. So I'm super excited. Oh my goodness. I would be too. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Amazing. All right. So Everyone who's listening, go join Sandy's Facebook group, the School Counselor Sanctuary, because I don't know about you, but ooh, I'm tingling just hearing about the Dominican Republican having a five-star retreat. So, all right. Well, thank you once again. I really appreciate the time that you spent with us today. I really look forward to your session this summer. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to hear more about your retreat. That's so awesome. So awesome. Yes. I will be putting the deposit on all of the rooms tomorrow morning. So it will be official then. Ooh, awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you, Carol. Let me know if there's anything else that you need and we'll, we'll be in touch soon. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Counselor Chat. All of the links I talked about can be found in the show notes and at counselingessentials.org forward slash podcast. Be sure to hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast player. And if you would be so kind to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Want to connect? Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram at Counseling Essentials. Until next time, can't wait till we chat. Bye for now.